Hi everybody, I'm Sam. Welcome back to the Exceptional Thieves podcast, a show where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. On this episode, we get home from the cinema and sit down for a late night discussion on the new Fantastic Beasts movie, the latest story from the Wizarding World which, obviously, everyone has been clamouring for. Spoilers ahead. I'm a little overly enthusiastic as usual, and there was a frisson of chaos in the air because a full beer had recently been inadvertently shattered on the floor. So if you hear us refer obliquely to the smell of beer or the crunch of broken glass under our feet, that's, um, well, that's what that's about. If you've been enjoying the podcast, you can connect with us on Twitter at, at @exceptionalpod. Okay, thanks for listening. Enjoy. So I think we should do Grindelwald first. Well, it's fresh before I forget the, the billion details. Fantastic beasts and the billion plot points. <clears throat> Alright. Cool, so. I just saw Crimes of Grindelwald for the first time. You saw it for the second time. I did. I want to lead off with the question I thought about asking you before we went in. Isaac, why did you see this a second time? Um, I've seen... Since I've left home, I've seen every Harry Potter film several times at the movies. And I'm assuming this is a Harry Potter film. So it's just out of obligation? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Not out of... Okay. Okay. Because like, I, I can't... I could say that I saw it a second time so I could come and see it with you. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that because that would be a lie. Okay. I felt like seeing it again just to try to follow the plot. I feel like the second can, time I around... As I was watching, I thought, I feel like the second time I'd do a much better job of following what was going on. Okay, because I can confirm that that is true. I've noticed many things the second time that I did. Okay, yeah. Well, the, 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 the foundation of my criticism of this movie would be that about, about I was just like watching it like a normal film for the first half. And then after about a half, I kind of realized like, oh, I, I really need to pay attention to this to try to <laughs> keep... Uh, keep to, grip onto what is going on and even whilst act like actively sitting forward in my seat like holding my chin in thinking pose to try and like as an extra prompt to pay attention i was asking you a lot of questions yeah that's that's something that we love about going to the movies with people yeah we don't like that. them asking you questions yeah. about the plot sorry i'm sorry was i was i breaking you out of the magic of no it was fine. fantastic it was fine. beasts fine. the crimes of grindelwald about that later. It's okay all right i'll tell you what though before we even get to the crimes of Grindelwald, Emma and I rewatched the first Fantastic Beasts movie yep. the other night, just as a bit of you know, a bit of background, mm-hmm. just to refresh ourselves. What did you think of the first Fantastic Beasts movie? I we enjoyed touch the on first that a little bit. Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah, there were several things that I thought were done um, that could have been done better for the first Fantastic Beasts movie. Mm-hmm. The first of which, um, when she wrote and they made Harry Potter. The British wizarding world was very subdued, very hidden, very Mm -hmm. British, quite respectable, Mm -hmm. as you'd put it. Demure. Yes. You could say. Um, 
I wanted and thought it would be a smarter idea if the American magical world mm-hmm. was a little bit more flamboyant, a little bit louder, a little bit more American. A bit more brash. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that. Yeah. And the, the woman it's... they chose to portray the American magical world through, the, the Tina l- character, All right. is even more awkward than Newt. Yes. In that film. And it just, just it to me, that didn't work. She's a great actress and a she, great character. Sure. It's cool, but it's wrong for what it needs to be. She needs to be mm-hmm. like a polar opposite where she's super confident and you can clearly see that because she's an American aura. Mm-hmm. She's a cop. She's badass. Yeah. Needed it. Yeah. Didn't get that. Yeah. I think what confuses me with the first film is there's too many fishes out of water. There's Newt Scamander, fish out of water in America. Mm-hmm. There's Kowalski, fish out of water in the magical world. Yep. And for some reason, instead of two characters which drive the film forward, we've got four characters, none of whom we care about that much, doing nothing in particular. See, I liked the Newt and Jacob relationship from the get-go. Because well, that's, that's something you've not seen before. You haven't seen a Marvel living in this world. Yeah. And also, his character is written super mm-hmm. well. Like... Oh, and he's probably the best actor in it. Probably, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least in I think we point. need. Well, yeah. Okay. Backtrack. My re my, my, my rewrite of the first movie mm-hmm. is. Okay. It's set up so Newt Scamander is our POV character, basically, yep. which doesn't make sense the way they've written Newt Scamander because he's a kind of kooky. Um, introverted weirdo who we never know what he's thinking or feeling so he's not our good POV character our POV character is Kowalski we start off with him he's trying to start his bakery and then he happens upon the magical world Newt Scamander doesn't give a shit about the fact he's in America whatever he's an intrepid he's an intrepid world traveller whatever he's just fine with it Mm -hmm. and so and then we just follow Newt Scamander into this new world and he can encounter the aura chick and whatever but it needs to be about it Kowalski. could be, it can be about a bunch of things, but one of the things it could be about is the Kowalski Scamander relationship. Yeah. Because in the last scene, before Kowalski gets obliviated, um, Newt suddenly says, "You know, I consider you a great friend." And watching it the other night, I said out loud, "Do you really? <laughs> Was I meant to know that already? Because what is that based on? He's done nothing to help you. You've done nothing for him. You've they, just they both been together, in the story." Though. No, they don't work together. They are in the same scene at the same time. Yeah, but like... The only thing they try and do together is capture that hippo, and Kowalski mm. is nothing but a hindrance. Newt nearly has no, him, and then Kowalski is... fucks it up by spilling the potion. Oh, yeah. It's not like, like oh, thank goodness this muggle helmet, was here. He wears that sweet helmet. He does wear a helmet. See, my problem with the whole thing is, this is a broader problem with both of these films, is that the way that... Rowling wrote Harry Potter and the way that it worked so well is that we only saw the entire story from Harry's point of view. Mm-hmm. Everything was from Harry's point of view. There were a couple of scenes at the start of some of the books and yeah. some of the movies where you see things... You get a prologue elsewhere, from... But the entire thing is from Harry's point of view. That's where this fails because it's not from one person's point of view. You're just roaming around yeah, as a viewer. It's like, it's bit of this... Bit of that. Too much. And you can in in Harry Potter, mm. there are still many, many plot threads, but they're only touched upon from his from what he understands, mm. and we just get to understand them through that. Mm. 
And it just worked. Yeah. It worked so yeah. well. My problem with the first Fantastic Beasts, which counts a little bit for the second one, but it's not as clear. The problem with the first Fantastic Beasts is I'm like, this. Um, there's two good films here. There's two good movies. It's just weird that we're watching them both at the same time. It's weird that it keeps cutting back and forth between these two films that have nothing to do with each other. As in, like, Colin Farrell. There's Colin Farrell doing his stuff with The Flash and yep. and Samantha Morton being tragically underserved in what seems like a pretty interesting character and, you know, John Voight there to make some money doing their whole thing. And then there's Newt Scamander trying to catch some beasts. And... Never the twain should meet, as far as I'm concerned. They're two different things. And that really translates over into this second movie as well. Because my core problem with Newt Scamander is, why is he in these films? See. Why is he there? If that's, if that's, if that's what they're going for, is that having him be the fish out of water, he needs to be the POV character, and it only be about him. So it's just he happens to be yeah. in New York at this time when this shit goes down so he happens to be there like John McClane it needs to be the John McClane thing where shit's going it, down and Newt's there to help save the day it's kind not him of. just saving the day but he helps save the day same thing should have happened but still why is it Newt Scamander doing it I mean if it's a, if it's if he's a, if he's a John McClane like John McClane is good at trying to stop the terrorists because he's a police officer he has at least some kinds of skill and wherewithal that somehow translate into that situation. New Scamander is really good with animals. Yeah. And all happens in the, and they do a quite a good job in this new one of coming up with ways for animals to play a role in the story <laughs> multiple times. It's super artificial, but it's fine, whatever. His entire skill set overlaps not at all with the main problem of the story is which not, is Grindelwald is it not explicitly involved. stated in the first film that he is quite an advanced wizard and that they wanted him to work at the ministry uh maybe but his whole his yeah, whole his thing whole is about just wanting the, the thing is and not wanting to work for the government and like being just a free man but I think it's explicitly stated that he's, oh, he's quite just, a talented wizard. Just good at, he's just good at magic. He's, he's, he's learnt a lot. He's, 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 he's stunned. Just have, then just have a different character who's good at magic. Like, don't have the whole beasts thing. Because it's nothing but a distraction from what's going on. Because animals are fun. There's so many things you could... First of all, there's so many things you could do with this commander character that are just so obvious and simple. Like, he just needs to be Doctor Who, but with magic. And Doctor yes. Who, but animals. So, <laughs> he, the reason the reason Newt Scamander is in this film is because he's brilliant. He's the best at what he does. Yes. He's, you know, a he's genius. Steve at, Owen he's magic. a Steve Owen, but magic. He's Ace Ventura, but it's magic. He's Indiana Jones, but it's magic. Any of those people works. Just just slot them so into this you thing. You want a fine. more confident, adventurous. Newt Scamander, who's done a lot of stuff, seen a lot of shit, and now we're getting his Well, but what's confusing is the one they've written in this movie is supposedly confident, has seen a lot, and is very competent. But that's just not the way he's portrayed or written. Yeah. Like, you need to make him a kind... 
he's portrayed this sort of outsider who's like he got expelled from Hogwarts he's not a part of any sort of system so I'm like okay so what is he doing how does he make money surely the obvious way to do this is he's some maverick professor he needs to be Dr. Scamander Professor Scamander who's oh Scamander you're always off on your wacky missions getting your new animal research blah 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 do they have doctors in the I don't know, whatever their equivalent is. You know what I mean? Like, that's the archetype that needs to be built around his character. You need to age him up a little bit. He's a kooky outsider genius. Instead, but the thing is, I'm not saying, like, like that's a really, like, obvious stereotypical male hero. And I'm not yeah. saying it should be an obvious stereotypical male hero. I'm saying they could have done that, but instead of that, they've put nothing there. Like, I... I'm, and I'm very confused by Eddie Redmayne, because... I've enjoyed him in Les Mis. I've enjoyed him in My Week with Marilyn. Delightful you movie. You enjoy him in these films? I don't know what emotion he is trying to portray at any moment. When we were watching it the other night, multiple times, I pointed at the screen and I turned to Emma and I said, what is he feeling? What is he trying to say there? It's as if he's decided to play the character like he's autistic. And that's not to have a go at people who are autistic. They can be autistic characters in movies. I'm just saying they're not very good at emoting in a leading man role where presumably emotional journeys are being go on. He's decided what I'm going to do in every scene is I'm going to look where no one is. I'm going to stare off to the side the whole time and I'm going to have lots of small emotions flitter on and off my face so that you can't actually tell if I'm happy, nervous, scared or upset or you know, triumphant at any moment. Yeah. So, yeah, he has, he has no character arc. He has no, well, he's he no character. He doesn't, he doesn't evolve. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. no, I understand. Where he, and what the, and at the end of the first one, he has a whole speech about how he's different now. I'm like, no, you're not. Just before he gets on the boat instead of a broom for some reason. He has a whole thing about how, oh, you know, I've learned a lot being here in America. All right, see you later. I'm like, definitely not you're definitely exactly the same as you were at the beginning of this story but whatever why is our newt commander the zoologist genius the person we are making the the core of our battle against an evil wizard okay so what what basically what you're saying is this series of films should not if if the grindelwald series of films should not be about Newt Scamander. No, there's Newt Scamander Newt's films. Newt Scamander films and are a I, different story. There's a trilogy of Newt yeah. Scamander films and there's a, maybe a trilogy of Grindelwald films. A trilogy of wizard Nazis. Of whom, obviously, young Dumbledore is the protagonist. Like, well, obviously. I, I like that Dumbledore is a secondary protagonist. I like the idea of framing a story around somebody who is new. So not Newt Scamander, who is a character that was given to us in the books anyway. But you never saw like it was just not mentioned really. mm-hmm. so not that but a, a completely new creation for the films that was a student knows Dumbledore and is just a new point of view maybe so you can witness but a protagonist a, a protagonist who you're like yeah that's the person who would be at the middle of a wizard war exactly. not Newt's introverted brother. zoologist yeah but yeah sorry, that would be a great way to to, to, to mention that when we're going to continue it's going to be lots of spoilers Spoilers. 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 Um, Backing up just slightly. First of all, yeah. Eddie Redmayne, obviously a very good actor. I'm starting to think it wasn't entirely coincidental that he won his Oscar for playing someone with advanced motor neuron disease because elements of that performance seem to bleed into his other performances. (laughs) 
and they just need to make make your Fantastic Beasts movie and where to find them sure cut out all of your Obscurus all the Grindelwald everything and just bite the bullet and make it a Christmas movie this is a Christmas movie set in New York New York and Christmas in the 20s you get all of you creeping through the department store with the Christmas decorations stuff you got kids looking up and seeing creatures and they think they're flying reindeer you know it all it just it just writes itself and it's just the objective of the story is newt catching all of the creatures and they've got to do it by christmas day for some reason and it's something like you know christmas is a time of year where everyone gets to experience a bit of magic yeah. that's the moral see it would sell but that is yeah. a very childish film yeah it is and and that's what you're watching every time they catch a beast in the first fantastic beasts movie you're watching a children's movie yeah, but the film itself wasn't a children's movie. Like, no, no, half of it was, the beast... and the other. So they so they cut between Kowalski and Newt Scamander yeah. doing a very funny, silly scene where they where they chase a big hippo over frozen lakes in Central Park, and they cut from that to senators being beaten to death on stages by giant dark magic forces, and they don't go together at all. So just cut them in half. And you have a children's movie about little Scamander catching monsters, which is but fine. Then the and then you have your Grindelwald movie. Super fucking intense. Yeah, well, maybe someone with some writing talent should work on lightening that up a bit and maybe giving maybe the Scamander they, movie a bit of thematic weight and depth. Maybe they lighten that but just up make, by putting a little bit of the Scamander movie in there. You can't put oh a little bit you can't put a little and bit like of a couple of beasts. You can't put a little bit of the Scamander movie in, you know? You can't be like, you know, this movie about the Iraq War was pretty heavy. What if, what if Steve Irwin, like, act two, we get someone to play Steve Irwin back when he was alive, and he just comes in and, like, catches a desert alligator and then fucks off again. That's basically what they're doing. I, I... That is 100% what they're doing. I disagree. I think the film could have done with a different different sort of structure I do I do believe that it needs to I, I like the idea of Newt Scamander being the protagonist of the story and that the Grindelwald story happens in the background but it needs to happen in the background he needs to have saved New York and saved Credence or whatnot from beasts from, from not, Credence not, Credence is this what? big beast that he's supposed to save Credence and inadvertently that should piss off Grindelwald like he should he like kind of but I feel but Commander's every every decision should have nothing to do with Grindelwald but it, that he should just be on his own path but Credence isn't a beast but Credence is a beast he's what he's the that's the whole person. thing about how no he's still a person and we have yeah, to rescue him that's what Newt should be that that's the film it should be Newt trying to rescue this guy because he's about to hurt a lot of people that should be the film and then in the background you get to see all of this shit of these people trying to do things from different sides, and you get the Grindelwald story, and you get the Dumbledore stuff, but it should just be based on Newt's adventures, and he just happens to be in the same place that all of these things are taking place. I'll be much happier with Eddie Redmayne playing such a significant role in these movies if he ever fully opened his mouth when he talks. Can he? I don't know why he's decided, you know what Scamander's thing is? He never fully opens his mouth, and every time another character... like. Watching the first one, when he sat down with Colin Farrell for the interrogation scene, like, I feel a muscle inside me relax when Colin Farrell talks. I'm like, oh, right, someone just talking like a person. Instead of doing a weird, a weird, like, te- like whimsically tense 
you know, side mouth talking thing. I hate it so much. I I don't like the dialogue between him and Tina. Well, no, that's def- that's definitely bad as well. Like, and Queenie, like, what? Again, sure. Uh, uh, the, the whole every, every time Queenie shows up in the first one, I'm like, sure, but why? Why is this in this film? Why is <laughs> this going on in this it's, movie? It's too much. She's every everything about her is turned up to eleven the whole time. Like, I'm like, why are we at eleven? Um, the amount of Mister and Mrs. Weasley that you got in the several scenes of Mr. and Mrs. Weasley in the first couple of films and the last one, they are mm. very caricature characters of British parents mm. who wanted to take care of their kids and stuff. And you get that little bit, but that's all mm. you get. And it's just enough. Yeah, they're not one of your main four exactly. characters. That's what the Queenie character needed to be. Yeah, maybe. Although, can I just say, now, bridging back to the second one, we should start talking about more. Yep. I love what happened with Queenie in this one. I mean, obviously, none of it made sense in the big where they have a no. fight and she fucks off and then she's like sad in the rain and then whatever. But talk about taking a character who there's no reason for them to exist at all and suddenly give them a very cool reason to be in the story by turning evil and giving and making her three dimensional. Well, not absolutely evil, but making her be brainwashed. Well, no, exactly. Like clearly, clearly giving her a very relatable motivation to go to the dark side. Yeah. You could say, yeah. yeah. That's um, that's great. That I completely sign off I on. I also really like at at the ending where where she's making the decision to do her um, walk across the split yell, just straight change, like come with me, come with me, and she's pleading with him, and then he says no, and then she yells at him, like mm. that's real cool, like that. And he says she's crazy again, which is a nice okay. little payoff for mm-hmm. that little thing. That that was okay. Yeah. All right, so the new Second one. Film. Um, a strength, I'm happy to say straight off the bat, which I wasn't expecting to be a strength, was Johnny Depp See? as the villain. And and sidebar, we're completely sidestepping the whole debate about whether Johnny Depp should be in films anymore. Just putting that to one side. Yeah, um, it's a valid discussion, it's just not the one we're having here. He, I think, in my opinion, there's still beer on this floor, Sam. Yeah, there's shitloads of beer on the floor. Sweet. And glass. It's cool, it's okay. Um, just don't, don't step in it. He, we're going to clean it up tomorrow. Didn't act until his <laughs> speech at the end didn't do a lot well no didn't like, have a lot of lines there was not a lot for him I'm not do. saying he's well written into the story I'm no. saying I was going in having end. very low expectations for his performance as a villain I was like Johnny Depp as a villain don't really see it and then he was on screen I was like oh no I see it you're kind of creepy and weird yeah. I'd he, be intimidated by a that bit, a little bit uh, like a ten, 10 years ago Johnny Depp would have looked with mm-hmm. this makeup because he's a little more gaunt yeah um, but 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 the speech at the end i think that's the only part of this film where he does quite well because he's he's given a chance to do and well, well written that whole speech, speech i was Out like of all yes of the many massive speeches in this film yeah that one's written quite Look, well i mean if there's any, i mean one of the morals you can take from the fantastic beasts movie is that it turns out it's quite difficult to be the best children slash young adult author in a generation and also be a very good screenwriter turns out it's difficult to do both those jobs but reckon? when he starts doing that speech i'm like you can see the writing talent that is in there yeah not for film but there's a writing you know if this was yeah. a, if you were reading this in a harry Did potter book this on her own, the second yeah one? and the first one yeah, and i think and i think one. it fucking shows to be yeah. honest with you but that was a, when he starts talking I'm like okay this is great to be in a very confusing plot that I really struggled to follow, every time Grindelwald was on screen, I was like, "Okay, I know what we're doing now." Yeah, because we this is we the story. 
this is the story. Grindelwald is meant to be the story. So I'm like, okay, I get, I get what he's doing. I know what he's working towards. Yeah. Okay. And then as soon as he was gone, and it's all Lestrange and the Flash, I've, I've no idea what we're doing anymore. <laughs> but and I liked his whole speech at the end. One other little thing. The only thing I thought was his. I guess this is probably a strength of it when he's like wizards should take over the world we should be in charge of everything and then he's like if we take over the world we can and he, when he like huffs a massive nang out of that skull <laughs> and gives ev- so strongly that he gives everyone a vision of World War 2 and he's like if we take over we can stop World War 2 from happening I was kind of like go on okay well you have my attention if we can stop world war ii then i'm legitimately quite interested in your position grindelwald (laughs) because i don't know how what you could do could be worse so you know but anyway that's 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 a that's a plot point that's cool and makes you think about it a little bit and respect his his point of view a little bit and you get that nice um Mm. tension there that's a clear strength relatable villain good motivation plot point to bring up because then you support his thing, and he's supposed to be the villain. Yeah, it's too good. It's too good. <laughs> his like mode... he, his, he, he needs to be the Nazi. Yeah. That, that's what he needs to be. He's like, hello, I could stop Nazism. And we're like, no! no <laughs> let no. let history take its course, Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, it's just... Yeah, um, okay. So, I've never seen a film that kills two infants. Yes, I liked that as well. When, two infants not just one when that little baby looks up at the camera for like 30 seconds and we connect to it as a person and then the other chick goes in and just kills it I was yeah. like okay this film has some balls now mm-hmm. when we're not being totally piss weak about everything I was like okay um, you know again doesn't it's not really paid off or held up anywhere else in the film no, but it just, sure. it just helps you to show that his group of people are a bunch of dicks mm, yeah and you know that's good Makes it a bit like just gives it some teeth. Him, had him make eye contact with said said little victim, mm-hmm. and then like just I don't leave. I don't have to do this. Are we leave. meant to know who that chick was? Who was just like his flunky? No, I think oh the the green one. I don't know. I got oh, I don't know. There's a there was a woman who was there a lot. I don't remember her the saying woman anything. Who was there a lot was the green one who was like the French chick. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why she needed to be in the film at all. Like she, yeah, she needs to be a really, character, but mm. she's not. This is a mean thing to say. I don't think she's the right the right actress for that sort of role. Okay. She, I don't know. But yeah, she was there, and then she was wearing literally what like a reminiscent of a Nazi mm. uniform at the end of the whole thing, whilst holding that skull. And I'm like, but also okay. they're very not like surely, isn't the most obvious step to take with this, even though it's kind of icky and revisionist that somehow Grindelwald is responsible for Nazism. The fact that it's happening at that time period is an obvious step that he thinks, oh, if I sort of foster and promote Nazism, that will somehow help my goals of eugenics and promoting a master race. race race If I get the muggles on board with the idea of a master race, they'll be sympathetic to my concept of a super master race, and so I'm okay with Nazism. Instead, it's the opposite... And so now, so now when we were like, well, presumably, well, presumably they nailed Grindelwald before World War Two, because World War Two still happens. <laughs> so he, he's not successful in that goal. Just, just, mm. So things that are not a bad idea, but are really not well executed in the film. Newt's commander's brother. Fine idea. Fine idea. Like, because he's mentioned in the first film as being a war hero. Yeah. So he fought in the First World War. Mm-hmm. But Newt's commander was also in the First World War with I the love dragons. The idea of wizards, though, in the war. 
Yeah, that sure. Is, that that would make a great film. Yeah, yeah. Because World War One was long enough ago now that no one's really offended by that, so it's fine. Exactly. Which is cool. Um, yeah, he was done. And acting choice, like the actor that they've chosen, sure looks like a brother. Doesn't really have anything to do. I didn't buy him and Scamander's relationship at all. See, that's yeah. The, I that it. was the greatest moment that, of my life was line, it that one fucking line because you guys no have had nothing to do with each other this whole time mm-hmm. oh that way and he didn't even do that like they both raise their wands and throw up all the luggage and then yeah. he wraps him up and throws him away in a chair and that's the greatest moment of your life mm. there's no build up for that there's been no animosity between the only the only thing they have is that Newt and Little Estrange were friends at school he liked her, and then they broke up, and then she got to go with his brother. But she but liked him. That hasn't like happened in any scenes. We just get sort of get we get told that happened. Lita and him, I'm fairly certain, were doing it. They were. And new. And then new, yeah. Doing they it. Were back in, back in public. Yeah, sure. And then okay, he got whatever. Out of school. But you know, it doesn't happen in the film. It's it doesn't just. Doesn't happen in the film. It's just. It's just I think that's the just subtext. more exposition. And for some reason, she chooses to get with his brother. Yeah. Then she a bitch. Oh, yeah. And then she dies for reasons that are very weak at the end. I do not understand why all these wizards who have the power to apparate, who moments ago were in a crowd of people, all of whom just apparated, keep getting eaten by the blue fire. I think because whatever it is, once they all left and he started the blue fire, it's stopping them from apparating. Well, they, the two of them who tried to apparate were in- taken by the blue fire. That's entirely implied. Uh, were they? Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I didn't really see that. Okay. Like everyone who tries to escape was taken by. The it's entirely and possible that I missed important things because it is very I was trying very hard to see them all. There are, and... there are several lines in the film that I didn't even know were spoken the first time I saw yeah. it. Yeah. And only only noticed them the second time. So, my but... issue with why Newt Scamander is in these movies is borne out frequently in the plot, where at the beginning he gets called into the ministry and they're like Newt. I know you want to travel overseas. Um, even though it's even though at the end of the last movie, the American wizard government acknowledged that you were completely in the right and it wasn't your fault. We still think it was your fault. What happened in New York? There's one American in that room. Too. Yeah, and we haven't, and he thinks it was as well. So he doesn't talk to anyone else in the American <laughs> ministry, and we haven't asked them. So we're still pretty sure it was you. Yeah. Um, we will let you travel overseas if you agree to participate in the main plot of this film. Would you do that for us? All you have to do You'll is... You'll get paid as well. We will pay you to participate in the plot of this movie. And Newt is like, nope, definitely not not doing that. I don't give a shit about the plot of this film. I just care about animals. I've got a lot of animals in my basement. To be honest, I'm pretty overstretched. It's a bit irresponsible <laughs> how many of them I have down there. I've got one woman who's attracted to me who never turns up in another scene who's doing a, a lot of more work than I'm paying her for, if I'm honest. So definitely can't do this and they're like all right fine whatever and then he leaves and then dumbledore shows up and he's like newt i really want you to participate in the plot of this movie it's very important that you try to find grindelwald and try and stop him from do it's very important that you try and find the villain of this film and do something about his evil plot and newt is like nah bro i don't want to do i don't want to participate in the plot of this movie that's lame go get out of here with your safe house card whatever that's stupid and he tries to leave again and then at the end he's like oh all right kind of i guess and so he's he's on the fence about it, it. what just take newt as his word except that he doesn't want to do the film 
and just get someone else. Make Theseus your main character. Let can we all just move on because because it's not like Newt. It's like Newt. You're you're two in the lab. You're two in the library. You got to get out there and tackle the real world. No, Newt loves the real world. That's his whole thing. But he just doesn't want to do this. And then he does it for a while. And then he doesn't change at all. It's exactly the same as like, fine, I did it for a bit. And we did some Grindelwald stuff. And at the end, I'm just still Newt Scamander. All right, see you in the third one. And it's like, why Why is we watching him the whole time? I think They've I made very... this problem for themselves. <laughs> they made this problem for themselves by making, like, just picking a character from a random book that we read in primary school. I feel though the Newt Scamander character in the second film every scene other than the scenes where he's alone with the Tina character he's a much more confident person Mm -hmm. like you can see that like he says no I don't want to hunt this guy because that's not who I'm about he says Dumbledore you I don't really want to do that Mm -hmm. he apparently goes to Paris just because he knows that Tina's going to be there yeah that's the reason he chooses it. oh all these other reasons I could be a really heroic person right now but not like that nope. Tina's going to be there I'll I just, seek her out and you then, know, for some reason I, yeah, I, I just want to tap that so being pet detective that's real cool like he's got he's got Jacob there he's just being pet detective yeah and while they're searching we got a little Tina, bit of that I, I saw the first one I was like oh this should be pet. this should be Sherlock and Watson with pet detective and we, had that. we had a we had a scene of that I was yeah. like oh this is so good it was fun because Kowalski is always going why are you doing that Newton he has to explain it to Kowalski so we know and yeah. it just writes itself and it they did does. a scene and then it never happens again and we all just move on but he's not, he's a nice confident character like he's he's using his skills he's using what he's got and he does what he needs to do. Yeah. Then when Tina comes in and they have that scene in the ministry together and it's fucking awkward as shit. And why? Would, why would they do that? What was the old lady for? What was that creepy ass old lady? Oh, the, the, the half elf woman. Not the not the little one. Oh no. The evil the evil creepy one who looked at them through the fence thing. Oh, the with, one. With her pet cats. Yeah. Who I, oh yeah, she's like, hello. <laughs> hello. I look like I'm being played by Ron Howard, and my thing is that I guard records and I have demon cats. And I let anybody in. And the camera is going to keep lingering on me like I'm meaningful, but I'm not. Let's. Just, I think they only let's shot go. that extra 30 seconds of her because she looked creepy. And yeah, then why maybe. Was she watching through the fence when the real Lestrange came up. Yeah, they I kept th- cutting back to her as if, like, remember this chick? And I'm like, yeah. yeah and they're like, yeah, remember that? And I'm like, why are you bringing that? Why are you bringing that up again? And we're like, well, we just, just, just look at her, hey. I, I feel that this film has had the Batman vs Superman treatment, where they've made a, a film that's been properly written and everything is fine, but it went just a little bit too long for them, so they've taken out like little bits of scenes. Maybe the demon cat thing important. was longer. Like. Like an extra scene where the real leader turns up and says to the lady, hey, I'm here to see my stuff. And she's like, oh, but there's somebody in there. And then little old lady is involved with the scene a little bit more. Maybe, or when, yeah. when they're in the, in the sewer and they're trying to get that, um, they've noticed that there's the squid thing in the guy's eye. And then they hear crashing from upstairs and he goes, oh, that'll be the big lion with the tail thing. Mm-hmm. And then immediately they're outside. And Kowalski's hiding away and go, get out of there, dude. Like, immediately. Like, there is clearly the... at least two minutes worth of footage where they've come across this thing attacking right. the street. And he's like, hi, guys. I got, th- I got this. Like, there's clearly been a bit cut out from there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's bits in the whole thing mm. that are like that. 
Yeah. And well, yeah, they don't have time for those bits because there's too much plot happening. <laughs> there's too much attempt at exposition. There's too much, ex- there's too there's too much, much exposition. Exposition and it to doesn't do. explain the right bits of what <laughs> it needs to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, the whole bit. The whole there's there's a whole bit where it's meant to. I feel like the the movie thinks it's revealing amazing stuff to us about. Is this in the crypt? Uh, yes, everything in the crypt uh-huh. where we're finding out about Flash's backstory. Well, so we're not finding out about well, no. Flash's backstory. Yes, exactly. We're finding, about it, finding, we're finding out, about, out about the backstory of someone else who we don't care about. Yep, who hasn't, he's not, he doesn't need to be there. We're like, who's Service? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, turns out Service died ages ago. And we're yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. cool. okay. But like, How long is it going to take you to tell us this? About five minutes. <laughs> Why? Because we're going to reenact multiple scenes where none of the characters you care about are in it. And sadly, turns out, sadly, about 20 years ago, a baby died. I'm like, oh, okay. Does that, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, nothing really now, but just so you know, that baby died then. Right, so who's the Flash? Well, we don't know. Like, why are you, <laughs> why is it going through all of this? And that, the guy, Lita... Lita Lestrange's half brother yeah. is it who was trying to find who the kid of the him. of the evil Lestrange, yeah. who like raped and murdered his mother. Yeah, super heavy, just quietly. Yeah, we're finally realizing the grim like hashtag Me Too implications of the Imperius curse. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's the Bill Cosby curse, as it turns <laughs> oh, out. Um, yeah. Um, so he's like he's you know someone who's like on paper a very compelling character with a very fascinating motivation who's got a very interesting story to act out in pursuing the this person but we don't we we didn't see any of that happen like I think I missed one of his scenes when I went to the bathroom so when he turns up in that crypt I'm way behind and I'm like I, I'm, I have no idea. I feel like the movie is expecting me to care a lot more about this guy than I am. It doesn't give you enough to want to care about him. And and the, mod, the the driving force of all of this is meant to be that the Flash really wants to know who his parents are. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess, but why is that your number one concern? Like, you're an obscurial and you're wanted by multiple governments. Like, aren't you worried about all of that? Why are you weirdly in a circus... And devoting all your time to ancestry.com. Like, why? It's just none of it really. Like, yeah, I guess that's something that would be of concern to you, but why is it your number one to the point where minutes and minutes and minutes of this film are devoted to finding out, to, to pursuing dead ends of who are your relatives? Well, well, and then at the end, just you have Johnny Depp, like, by the way, you're Dumbledore. Peace credits. Like, but on that subject, he can't be. Like Aure- so have we have we ever heard of Aurelius Dumbledore before? Not that I know. I thought it was for a while. I was like, is he Aberforth? Because that's mental. Aberforth, like that would have been. And the younger then, sister. If he was Aberforth, that changes the entire story anyway. Because Aberforth was 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 there. And he turns good. Yeah. Well, no, Aberforth. He at least was... ends up good by the end of well, Harry he, Potter. He was never bad. Aberforth. But was, if he had the been the Obscurial, we were like, oh, so he turns good as. Yeah. 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 But it's in, like a reverse Darth Vader. In Deathly Hallows, it is revealed that Albus Dumbledore had a boyfriend. Sure. And, and they were sort of racists against Muggles for a little while. They yeah. Like, we're so much more powerful. Why aren't we the coolest? Yeah, which isn't in the movies and definitely needs to be in this exactly. movie. It needs to be in at least the next movie. Um, Aberforth was just there 
having to take care of his little sister because the parents had fucked off. That's it, yeah. And, then and the so it was like, Dumbledore's great, but was I was totally, obscurial. yeah. Like, it's not explicitly stated that the little sister was an obscur- obscurial because J.K. Rowling had never used the word obscurial before in these books. Mm-hmm. So she was just a creature who was quite powerful and she yeah. ended up... She hadn't figured out how to retcon that yet, yeah. so... Um, so they were just the three siblings. That's it. That's all that's mentioned. And Aberforth got angry at Albus because Albus was off with his boyfriend having the time of their lives. And then all three of them get in a fight. And that fight kills the sister. That's what happens. And then Albus is like, oh mm. shit, my sister is dead. I'm going to protect my brother now. You can fuck off, boyfriend. You're a little bit of a douche. See, like... That's what happened. Where does this character come from? Like, it's a new character that's fine. It's super weird it's that it's... not a sibling. He has cousins, maybe. Yeah. And then if it's like Dumbledore's cousin, it's kind of like, well, whatever. Yeah, like that, like... Everyone's everyone's related to everyone in the magical world, so it's Dumbledore's cousin. Cool, fucking whatever. He's still just... A wizard. Ezra, what's his name? Mm -hmm. Doing great acting. He's a a great actor. With a a stick now. He gets a stick now. He got got that little wand out of the sleeve, and then he shot a mountain. Yeah, yeah. That Which was, was kind of badass. That was, that was pretty dope. But, but like, like... The... Okay, I, either the Dumbledore re- revelation at the end is a massive lie by the Johnny Depp character to, like, oh, shit, I have to kill Dumbledore now. Either it's a big lie to, like, mess with this kid's head, which mm. is a stupid cliffhanger to end that? on. Mm-hmm. Or she's changing the canon of her books that she's written, mm. which I don't think she should do because... Oh, she loves that though. Yeah, but they're so. The books are so well written and they're worshipped. They are. And they're they're a like. Beautiful, perfect, hermetically sealed orb of storytelling in which there is no cursed child. There is no <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. There's just seven books and there's no epilogue in Deathly Hallows either. It's just <laughs> seven books. Well, at least there's Except no the final chapter. Son. There's no... There's no one there's called Alba Severus. <laughs> there's just the His seven books. His name is just Tom. Just <laughs> oh. oh, that's so much better. That's a million times better. I know. There are so many things that are better. Oh, call your son Tom, Harry. Grow some balls. Don't call him <laughs> Alba Severus, you nostalgic dick. Move on. And also, why those? There were many other people that gave their lives for you. Yeah. Many other people. So, so this kid has like here's 85 my... names. These are just the first two. Here's here's my big nitpick, which uh, shout out to the guys over at Mostly Nitpicking, one of my favourite movie podcasts that I listen to a lot. And this was one of my nitpicks that they read out on their show, which I was very proud about, which is Deathly Hallows Part 2. I forget how it goes in the book. I haven't read it for a while. Maybe it's more well laid out. But the way you're just watching the movie, Harry, Hermione and Ron, they go into the common room through the through the tunnel thing yep. and they're like guys we need a diadem it's a big deal it's a horcrux it's in the it's in the castle somewhere we really need it then Snape's like boom there's rumours I hear there's Harry Potter here something calls everyone into the hall mm-hmm. and then he's like where's Harry bitches I'm gonna start fucking shit up even though you know he's good so he's not gonna go that crazy and then Harry steps out and he's like fuck you Snape I'm Harry Potter we're gonna win it's gonna be great and then the final battle happens right yeah. In which everyone dies. Like, a lot of people die. 
Just don't confront Snape in the Great Hall. If Harry doesn't do that, that final battle never happens. Everyone lives. No proof that he's there. Yeah, exactly. In the They've been playing the long game in the woods for months now. Like, yeah, shit's going down at Hogwarts. It's not good. Kids are getting tortured, whatever. But you've been fine. That's been going on for however long while you're in the woods. Why? Why are you like? Okay, we need to fight Voldemort and try and win. Yeah. Let's force a confrontation in a completely improvised fashion in a place populated only by children, whilst also still needing to find the final thing we need in order to final kill things, Voldemort. Exactly. Or you just polyjuice Ron in, and he's like, hey guys, Dumbledore's army, real quick. Keep it on the down low. We're looking for a diadem. This is what it looks like over the next few weeks. Just have a real good look around. See if you can find it. All right, peace. And then just come back later on. And then you get the diadem. So you deal with all your horcruxes. And then you're like, right, order of the phoenix. Regroup. Let's get Voldemort. We're going to fight him in a field in the middle of fucking nowhere where none of the children are going to die. Deal? All right. That's how it goes. In the book. And I say that as someone who loves that final battle and gets goosebumps every time they... And I'm, it's so great that they do the battle in Hogwarts because it's everything coming together. Yeah. But it's also stupid in the film. In the book. Yes. They arrive through the tunnel. Yes. Into the... Into the um, it's not the common room, it's the room of requirement. Oh, yeah. They arrive in there. Where they should... Oh, look, the diadem. Brilliant. Yeah. I required that. They arrive there because they know that Voldemort is also coming. Like they know that Voldemort, because their 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 um their um die has been cast. Like he knows, because they know, they know that he's, he knows that they're after the. He's figured know. out because he feels it every plan. time, and he's so like, like, oh they shit! Know that he will be going to Hogwarts. He's like, I got to get that diadem. Exactly. Yeah. So they arrive and say, "Look, guys, we need to find this." Then Luna's like, hey, "That's better." I know where this is, and um, so Harry goes off with her. And everybody else goes about their separate ways. Voldemort does not know that Harry is in the castle. So it's the presence of the Horcrux that draws the bad guys there, not not the presence of Harry. Because in the movie, it's all Harry's fault. But okay, that's better. That is better. That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. What you can notice in the Fantastic Beasts movie, I think, is it's very every Harry Potter movie. I'm like, this is fine, but it's obviously they've adapted something into a film that doesn't adapt particularly well, but whatever, we love it, so we'll watch it. And with Fantastic Beasts, I feel like I'm watching the same thing, except it, it was never a long book. See, I feel like I'm watching yeah, something, I'm like, I feel like the 500-page the, the book of this, I'm sure, is very good. Exactly. But the two-hour movie of The Crimes of Grindelwald is kind of shit. See, that's what that's the first one was to me as well. Like, yeah. It was like, I would have loved to read this as a book. Mm. Because... Even your extra plot, plot points and stuff, you can tell that she could write that in a book because she'd spend would, a little bit of time doing it. Would doing it would smooth it all out. Mm-hmm. It would smooth out and everything that feels weird. You get to reread them. And yeah. that prophecy that you can't recite right now, mm. you'd read that several yeah. times. I'm like, okay, that, that, that's going to make sense in the next book. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And you'd have a book to read. Yeah. And then they make a film. You'd know and what these new... people are paying the characters that I love in my book. I respect the way that they're doing that. And you'd know what Newt Scamander is feeling because the author would tell you. Oh, imagine that. He's just not a cinematic character. He's a good book character. Have you read the script for Fantastic Beasts? Like, as they published it? The script, no. As they published the script for that, I'm pretty sure, as a book. Oh, God. As as though, like, we've made this movie. Here's the script, it's a book, so you can Yeah, no. I haven't, but maybe they put feelings in there. 
Maybe. I just wish they'd put the feelings in the film. I wish they'd put the feelings in a book so I could read the book and then make a movie after it afterwards, like 10 years later, because the books were great and we should just have books. I'm happy to sign off on completely, and I was pretty much as soon as I heard about it, Jude Law as young Dumbledore. Loved him. Great casting, great costume. He performs it well. I feel like Jude Law gets it. I feel like Jude Law... When he performs, like, yep, that I watch. I'm like, yep, that's how Dumbledore would, would talk. Him. And he's well written as well. Obviously, it's fucking J.K. Rowling, so she, she can write young Dumbledore dialogue in a way some other hack would just come up with some bullshit. But there's there's the J.K. Rowling magic in there when Dumbledore talks. I'm like, yep, that's how we talk. That's how we talk to Newt. You know. And I like also that because he's a younger person, and like the scene with Lita in the school. Also, I love Zoe Kravitz in this film. She did quite well. Didn't have Which one's she? She's Lady Lestrange. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, like not good actress. Not given a lot, great. but yeah, not 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 a lot. But that fun. one scene that they had together in school, where he's like trying to be like all cool and like mm-hmm. getting on a good side, and she just shuts him down straight up. Like she did not have a good time at school, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily his fault, but she just doesn't like being back here. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool scene. Like I enjoyed cool. quite a lot of the stuff at Hogwarts. Mm. Obviously, you get goosebumps. We're back at Hogwarts. Dumbledore's little interaction with the kid in the class. I'm like, yep, that's brilliant. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And script. that the kids don't leave the class until they're told to by Dumbledore. Cause yes. Because you can really see these guys respect him more than any figure of Because he's motherfucking Dumbledore, exactly. man. He's yeah. not even the principal yet. He's just a teacher. He's just a teacher. Um, I... I like the whoever is the head of criminal the, of magical law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Did we see that character before or after that scene? He's in the. He's in. He's Does in he the die at the, the end? Okay. He doesn't die. At, uh, he's I don't know shown who. To have died at the I end. don't know who that guy is, but I loved it because he's just like I'm just going to play this like it's Shakespeare, motherfucker. I fucking hate you. Don't I know. I, I'm in one scene in the Harry Potter prequel sequel. <laughs> But I am just going to go 100% on this and I'm going to mean it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I believe this guy I'm when he... T- I believe this character when he talks. Acting. The only thing, my only criticism of the Hogwarts staff was that I want a lot more... Guys, we're trying to have a podcast over here. I'm sorry. Shut up! Clifford, calm down. I want a lot more respect and space to be given to young McGonagall. If she's going to be on screen... Yeah. If you've already decided the young McGonagall isn't going to get her own movie, which isn't a given, then I want it to be a proper actor and I want there to be a reason she's there. I don't want young McGonagall cameo because she is just one of the most interesting characters who you always, every time she's on screen or in the book, you're like, there's a shitload in the background here that Mm -hmm. I don't know about and it's fine, but I love it. The the girl I had doing it, fantastic. Well, I don't think she was ever in focus, but she definitely had the voice. For that one scene where she reads out the kid. And that was very McGonagall. Like, the movements, mm. the actions, everything is perfect. Oh, yeah, the re-zapping was like, fun as well. That was cool. nice. That, that's McGonagall. You'd, you'd, get, you'd get that. But I didn't think she was that old. You would think McGonagall was one of the students at this point in time. Dumbledore can be this old. That's fine. Well, I think, isn't it that just with magic, you live to be very old I sometimes. I don't think so that I, was ever I think, McGonagall, at least. Like, it's understandable that Dumbledore is that powerful. I feel like if you are Maggie Smith and Michael Gambon age, then you are you should be Jude Law age in this one. So she should be, yeah. But it could go either way because I don't know what you could you could make up whatever the rules are of magical aging. Yeah. So well, like it's either way. Clearly, like it's comfortable to understand that Dumbledore has been at the school for a hundred years by the time Harry Potter's there in the nineties. Like Dumbledore's just been there. 
mm. for a long time. But McGonagall, you would think, was a student, went off, lived her life, came back and become a professor. Yeah. But now she's here Either in her way. 20s and she's going to be here for another 70 years until Harry Potter is there. Mm, yeah. Like, that's a lot or of Or you'd make it like maybe Dumbledore is a very established teacher there at this point and she's like, just started. It'd be yeah. like her first year at Hogwarts yeah. and that would be... You'd at least mention it. There'd be a... she's important mm. to everybody. She's a very important character. She's so... And she's so... Good. I have very strong emotions about Professor McGonagall. It's a hand I check. Mm. Oh. Shit, yeah. Mm. But you wouldn't hide McGonagall. It, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Not a lot of Grindelwald crimes. Well, yeah, because he, he didn't, didn't commit many of he the didn't, crimes. He didn't do a lot of crimes in this film. And I feel like if that's the name of it, people weren't responding to his crimes. People weren't hearing about his crimes. He was just... They were he like... Was, well, grunt, we, they, they were we, just like... We were knowing that the crimes were happening. Well, but then also he didn't do. He killed people. some people to, so he could have a house instead of just like going to a hotel he or something. Didn't kill the people. Exactly. He got somebody else to kill. The and then he just kind of chilled out for a while, and then had his big rally at the end. And I'm just bullshit. The whole thing was like this whole thing about the Flash's family history has been a big ploy to get him to turn up at this rally. Just tell him you're having a rally. Just yeah. be like, hey, obscurious kid, you seem pretty fucked up but do you do you want to be a part of a real yeah, do you want to, to do you want to be a part of an extreme an extremist group where everyone will respect you for who you are he'd be like yes i would like to you, you sure you sure you don't want to stay in a freak circus your whole life okay then come to this rally why do this massive baroque plot the to get plot, him to turn the up? plot point of him having to turn up on his own and make the decision on his own to join his thing he can make his decision when he turns immediately, up immediately like discounted by the fact that he's worried he didn't make the right decision at the end there yeah, and they immediately flip-flops like, back. Immediate, like, it could have just been, at any point in time, just approach him and say, hey, look, mm. dude, I need your help. Yeah. You're this guy. This is reasons for you've been treated like shit. Come yeah. join me. And he would have been like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I trust you. You're great. You're blonde. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, um, the whole... One of the things I really like... I like I like in these movies, and I liked... I rewatched all of the Harry Potters recently, and... The best bits are when the best wizards just fucking lay down with the magic. They just let it out. Like, there's the one scene where it's Dumbledore versus Voldemort in the mm-hmm. Ministry of Magic, and they just go mental on each other. And like, yes, at last, you know, the beat is dropping. Like, finally, we're <laughs> going mental on each other. And there's one bit at the end where Grindelwald is displaying what he's able to do, yeah. and he's, he's, he's moving his hands with his wand like he's conducting an orchestra. Yeah. He's just doing these kind of flow. Like, oh, that's great! Like he doesn't even—he's just relaxed as he's doing this super powerful magic. I and really same like with that. The Nicholas Flamel character, which I we like. haven't even mentioned Nicholas Flamel, and doesn't that say something that we're an hour into talking about this movie, <laughs> and the fact that see, I love that he's in there. I love that he's not an important character at all, and I no. love that he comes out at the—he just turns up at the end and he's like, "Okay, we're going to do this. This will serve the day. We're yeah, going to fight fire but... with fire, like." But it's the fire curse. But he's like, hey, okay, we're in trouble now. Um, there's a spell we can do, and that will stop him. And they're like, brilliant, let's do that spell. But like, all the other char- bunch of those other characters would have known that spell. Other characters do that spell that he didn't tell that were on the other side of the yeah, thing. Yeah, he said, just go over there. We're going to do this at the right at the same time. He didn't mention that we're going to do the finite. <laughs> and a bunch of other people were like, like, we should do the finite thing. We Boom. Should, we should totally like fire right now to fight this 
this fire that's over here. I would that I think when Kowalski wakes up in his house, that's when I was like, how did he get in there? Oh, okay. And how so, um, I don't that, want to know now. That, but like, yeah, that card leads to Nicholas Flamel's house. But it's how not revealed that it's his house until he comes downstairs. So did Kowalski says, follow the card? No, they, they, they all they, followed the card. But Nicholas Flamel wasn't there when they arrived. Yeah, he was upstairs or doing whatever he was. He was doing. up there being they old. They were just in this house, and yeah. that's when Kowalski goes, "Sorry, we didn't knock or anything." And he goes, "No, no, no." Dumbledore says something again. If it's a scene in a book, probably unfolds yeah. in a much smoother and more understandable yep. way. Yep, 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 yep. But so maybe in JK. In this mind, movie, I'm just like I don't have it because it's also just kind of shitting over, shitting on the mythos. I'm like Nicholas Flamel, he's like a whole thing. Like bring him in in a meaningful way. That, that was kind of cool though. That he's just like in Paris. He's still in touch with Dumbledore. I know, but I just want if he's going to turn up for no reason and it doesn't matter, just have it be a conversation he's with also Dumbledore. To have a wife. Yeah. And yeah, he's supposed yeah. to have a wife. Yeah, good point. Good point. Didn't have a wife. This is why J.K. Rowling just needs to stop. She needs to write books. She needs to... Yes, but not any more Harry Potter books. I don't trust her anymore. I don't <laughs> trust her. I don't trust her. She's she's written that first movie, which was not good at all. She's written this... And she just keeps... She keeps trying to retcon everything. This movie retconned stuff from the first Fantastic Beasts movie. Already, it suddenly Dumbledore sent him to New York. I'm like, no, he didn't. He went to New York because he had to let that bird out in Arizona. He just went to New York because that's where the port was. Already, she's going, oh, no, uh, actually, actually, I know you thought that didn't mean anything, but it actually does. I'm like... Bitch, just let it go. You did seven of the best books of all time, and now you've obviously lost it, and you just live on Twitter and just trying to like. I think she, I think she feels super awkward that she wrote a whole series full of just white characters, and it's not as diverse as it would be now if it was written today. I'm like, yeah, sure, that's a limitation of the series, but you can't change it now. You already published the books. It's already a limitation on those books, all right? And you're not helping yourself by suddenly deciding that the pet of the bad guy who does everything he says was actually an Asian woman. That doesn't play out well at all. I agree completely. Actually, you thought I wrote that everyone was white, but actually a character was Asian. And they're like, oh, really? Which character? You know, the bad guy's pet? (laughs) Yeah. Why does... So if that snake was a human, why did she do everything Voldemort said? Well, well, I mean, that's... I mean, don't think about it too much, but like... But also, I think if, if she's not allowed to write Harry Potter stuff, I think she can write wizarding stuff. So she's built this mythos, this world, write things that take place in the world, but don't have anything to do with characters or stories that have previously been published. I think it needs the George Lucas treatment, because there's too there's so you much mean, going you on want there. Somebody else to write. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas. I think Lucas he did the original trilogy. I was like, that's brilliant. He did the prequel trilogy. I was like, not great. And then he sold it, and they're like, okay, we can do some okay stuff here. This is fine. She's done her seven. She's on the seven books, like brilliant she's done this stuff like that's not super great and then if she just like let's go over the reins and we get some new blood in then we can get the films everyone wants about exactly. voldemort's original rise to power the fucking order of the phoenix about film. about the marauders yes see that's what you need that's what that's what, and it's set in the 70s yes exactly Dude. and the eight or the 80 well, 
70s, 80s, which is totally hot right now. Everyone loves that. Yeah, it'd be in the late 70s because Harry was born yep, 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 in the yep, start yep. of the 80s. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> so for me, this is a 4 out of 10. I think well-accomplished visual effects. Oh, it's such a pretty um, film. Such a pretty film. And good actors except for Eddie Redmayne. And some good writing as well. Um, not in terms of plot development, but just particular scenes, stuff people said. I was like, that is not as lame as it could have been. So it gets to a four or a five but I'm giving it a six because of the prettiness some of the writing is great I liked Eddie Redmayne in this film compared to the last mm-hmm. film could do some with some, with some work I'm, I'm ready for an extended edition just to see where it takes us <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to see where the third one goes because it's oh. just bonkers <laughs> it's just I, I hope it's well I think hasn't they haven't they signed off on like several more films not just J.K. Three. Rowling said there was going to be five but I'm just That's hoping insane. she just reads the fucking room and just does three <laughs> like yeah, a third a third one um, the flash comes to fruition and Dumbledore breaks the blood the blood pact and can fight Grindelwald and Scamander isn't in it and then we no, finish we it in it Newt needs to be there. And Kowalski has to kill Queenie because she's gone too far to the See, dark side. I think the ending will be Queenie dies and Kowalski just goes back to his bakery. Just back to the bakery. Back to the ba- alone, back to the bakery. That's depressing as fuck. Just have your Grindelwald movies, have your Sherlock and Watson movies with Scamander and Kowalski, and just, you know, make more money. See, but, In but, my version, but, you make more money. But picture it. Scamander and Kowalski out on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Somewhere new, like northern Scotland. Anyway. The first one is Christmas in New York, and then you go more... Then the second one is in the Amazon. The third film. Okay. And then the third the th- one... The, 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 this third film, after this movie that we've just seen, Skowalski, Jacob and Newt, out on an adventure, mm-hmm. they're hunting something, they want to take photos... Skowalski, or, as we call them. Yeah, dude. Like a bromance. And then inadvertently, Grindelwald is happening at the same location that they've turned up. No one's planned this. They're just there. That means they're involved with the story. You can have Grindelwald. Because he needs to be the villain for them. No, he no. That see, that's the problem. But Scamander's natural. A villain needs to highlight things about the hero. Like he needs to be the perfect like shadow to the hero. And Grindelwald does that for Dumbledore. He does it for Dumbledore. He doesn't do it for Newt. You can kind of get there where Newt, you, know, you never saw a monster you couldn't love. Like Newt just loves everybody. And Grindelwald is very no black and white, magic, no magic. Yeah. Sure. But that's not in the film. They don't play that up at all. So See, I like, I like Dumbledore is the protagonist because like, it's fucking Jude Law. I like the idea, though, of having your protagonist not have a villain. So your protagonist, that the film is based on this Well, do that as well. And then you have your hero and your villain characters taking place as well, which is Dumbledore and Grindelwald. But the film is about this guy. It needs to be that. And it hasn't been that. It's been about everybody. If the film is just about Newt, but you have your massive hero that Newt worships, and you have your villain that everybody hates, and they fight, but Newt is just there. Maybe. Maybe, but it's got, yeah, but much more in the background. In the way that Darth Vader is in the background of Rogue One. Yeah. As in, like, the story... Ju- it's the villain from Rogue One. Yeah. You don't care about... In the way, like, if, if, like, it can be, you know, a World War Two story, but Grindelwald is Hitler. Like, 
Hitler's not going to walk on screen at any minute. We're no. just in the war. Yeah. We're just in the war. And then I think, uh, so that should have been the first one, and you have the background going on. Second one, Grindelwald gets a little closer to what Newt's doing. Third one, Newt is inadvertently involved, and then we get sweet fights between Dumbledore and Grindelwald while Newt is trying to save somebody. Somebody. A young... I don't know. Tom Riddle. No, that was in the 50s-ish. I don't know. Yeah, cool. Cool. All right. Good chats. Yeah, well, you know. We chatted hard. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Uh, you can you can join us on our next episode where we will be talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to record it. Wait and see. <laughs> huh. Cool. Uh, all right. Break time. See you guys. <laughs>